Yeah, Friday! Welcome to the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show please leave a four star or five star rating any rating is greatly appreciated this is episode 90 we are 10 episodes away from episode 100 and i am planning a very special episode for number 100 I hope you guys stick around and you listen to it and enjoy it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Great week this week, guys. I am down 4.4 pounds. For the month of May, it's the first weigh-in, so it is also 4.4 pounds. So many times I have told you guys how important it is to be consistent in the work you do because when you achieve this, then the scale does not have nearly as much power because your confidence is in the work you're doing. And if you're consistent in the work you're doing, there's no reason to doubt yourself. If you're not consistent, All kinds of things could be the problem. And you're not confident and you're doubting everything. But when you're consistent in the work you put into this life, eventually the results come. Now, so much of this takes discipline beyond anything that you can possibly imagine. Two weeks ago, I gained 0.8. Okay, not a big deal, Don. Why are you talking about this? Last week, I stepped in the scale. I gained 2.6. So we head into this week up 3.4 pounds. So many things could have been done in this process of those two weigh-ins. But because of my theory of you don't make any changes unless there's three gains in a row, Nothing went, nothing changed. Because this third weigh-in, after going up 3.4 pounds and changing nothing, I went down 4.4 pounds. So not only did I get rid of everything I gained, I got another pound out of it too. And here I sit, a total loss of 146 pounds. We are on the doorstep to the 150-pound charm, four pounds away. All focus is on the four pounds. 
to get that 150 charm. That's all the focus is on. Perform at as close, if not better than 97% accuracy in every aspect of this journey. All in the name of getting those four pounds. We are 29 pounds away from the 175 pound milestone charm. And we are 54 pounds away from our big goal, 200 pound milestone. So we can get to that point and decide where to go from there. I can't complain. Everything has gone as planned. We had some hiccups along the way. But you know what? I am 11 weeks in to this diabetic experiment. I know I told you I'd do it for 12. But I think I could come to a final conclusion here in the 11th week. The diabetic plan is definitely sustainable so long as you adapt your life to it. If you're still the person trying to fit in the things that won't make it so easy to succeed, if you're trying to fit in those things that you knew you know gave you this problem in the first place, you may not be ready for something like this. If you're still working out ways to fit in a Dunkin' Donut uh, glazed donut every day of the week, you may not be ready for this. Is that to say you'll never be ready for it? No. Am I saying you're wrong for eating a Dunkin' Donuts donut every day of the week? No. We choose what is important to us. And if it's important to you to have the glazed donut every day of the week, then there are certain sacrifices you're making for that glazed donut. There are sacrifices everywhere. Everywhere there are sacrifices. Some people make the sacrifices on the food side. Some people make their sacrifices with time. Some people make their sacrifices from television, whatever it is. Sacrifices in order to live a healthy lifestyle are made daily by so many people. And this sacrifice is double-edged sword. You can sacrifice your points to have what you really want and end up feeling hungry every night. Or you can sacrifice time, what you really want, for the sake of success and a healthy life. Do you see what I'm saying there? So 11 weeks in, I'm going to say this about the diabetic experiment. It is sustainable. And I will be on it permanently. It is a wonderful way to be able to measure things like fruit, which could be dangerous if you abuse it. Anything could be dangerous. I mean, celery could be dangerous if you abuse it. If there's one thing Weight Watcher System is teaching us without saying it, is how to live a balanced life. It is up to us to grasp this idea. And some of us will do it, and some of us never will. Simple as that. It's up to you. There's only one time of the year that I think I might have a problem with this diabetic plan. And that's during the holiday season. I have a plan here, and I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to stay on the diabetic plan here on out. <laughs> 
for nine months of every year, from February to November. On November 1st, we are going to redo the survey, choose everything as we used to have it, and take advantage of the zero-point fruit during the holiday season and zero-point other items that I don't otherwise have on the diabetic plan during the holiday season. Why is this? I'm doing this to help myself navigate the holidays in the best possible way to achieve success. It is not the perfect method. In the end, if you come out of the other end of the holidays and you're not feeling like a failure, anything you have to do to to feel that, do it. And that's what I'm going to do. November 1st, we are getting off the diabetic plan. We're redoing the survey. We're going back to the way things were before the diabetic experiment ever began. I enjoyed every aspect. I especially, my favorite thing in this whole experiment has been that I did not have one sugar crash since it started. Since I started this diabetic experiment, I did not have a single sugar crash. And that was because I adapted my life to the plan allowance. It is up to us to adapt our lives to the plan allowance that we choose. We can't just keep looking for loopholes to fit in what we were addicted to that got us in this position in the first place. I want you to think for a minute. Close your eyes if you can. Obviously, if you're driving, please do not close your eyes. Some people like to have me on their drive when they're on their way to work. It is nice to sit next to you and enjoy this ride while you drive to work. (laughs) But in all seriousness, if you can close your eyes, close them. If you can't, you can't. Think about this for a moment. How long have you been on this journey? How much have you lost so far? Picture the number in your head. How much do you have left to go? Can you see a difference between now and your first day? This is exactly what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about this more after the break. Don't go anywhere. Hello, I'm Donato Russo, and I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called the Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence 
because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. Thanks for sticking with me. I want to talk about one of probably one of the hardest things that any of us is ever going to face when we deal with trying to achieve a healthy lifestyle. Whether we ever hit goal or not, so many of us just never get over what we allowed to happen to ourselves. So many of us, including me, when we look at our progress, when we stare at it as a whole, if we were looking at, if it was somebody else's name on a piece of paper and we saw our progress, we would have great things to say. And at the same time, those great things would not be said about ourselves. And that's what I'm calling, I'm calling it the mind's eye. There are our physical eyes where we can see, and then there's the mind's eye. The mind's eye is like whatever you've gone through, whatever you're influenced by, whatever, whether it's tragedy or triumph, all influences how we see what we're actually looking at, how we interpret what we're actually looking at. For some of us, no matter how much we succeed, we will always 
see that old version of ourselves first before we see anything else. I'm always talking about look at things through this eye of truth, right? See it for what it is. I'm always telling you to be truthful with everything you do. I'm saying, I say to people, you know, your excuses are only good sounding to you. To everyone else, it's just an excuse. And to everybody who throws out the excuse, oh, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have, I mean, there's a million of them. Everybody's got them. They only sound good to the person delivering them. Everyone else just knows it's an excuse. You think it's a legitimate reason why you can't accomplish something. But everybody else sees it for what it is, an excuse. And if they don't, they're not paying attention or they don't know enough about you yet. That's just how it is. But in the same token, this eye of, you know, this truthful look at how you handle things is a double-edged sword. Because if we can see our progress and say, I haven't done anything, if we can look at the exact same material with someone else's name and say, oh, how awesome is this story? And then, but with our name there and say, eh, it's okay. But, and then come with a thousand things wrong with it. This is going to be one of the hardest behaviors to break. This is going to be harder than choosing unhealthy things that cause roadblocks in our journey. When we make unhealthy choices, sometimes, especially if they're trigger foods and we choose them anyway, we end up sending ourselves down rabbit holes that we we can't ever get out of without time and a bunch of God knows what kind of anguish in the process, whether it's anger at yourself or self-loathing or whatever it is that you cause when you ate that trigger food. The same token goes toward your successes and breaking the mind's eye to see you for who you really are now, to see all of the truth, all of the changes, all of this, all of the success you've created. That's all part of it. It has to be, if I can't tell you to be truthful in your tracking, truthful in all of this stuff and, and make sure you do the right thing and then ignore the other side of this. Cause every, I believe everything in our lives is a double-edged sword. Everything. Whatever works for one side of an argument works for another side of an argument. I could be the devil's advocate in any subject and force you to see a side that you're not looking at because of the emotions you have toward that subject. That's just the way I am. I always have been this way. Take a step back, a non-emotional view, see everything for what it is, and then make you see everything. But how do we get rid of the man in the mirror? So on a few weeks back, I don't remember the exact date, but our job announced to us that we're all going to be being trained on a new software that company-wide is going to be upgrading to this software, and everybody's going to be have to be trained and certified in this new software so that you can continue to work for the uh, company I work for. And the stipulation is that you have to go into the office in order to receive the training. At least that's how it's been presented right now. I mean, going into the office doesn't really concern me itself. There's a few things that 
about the whole situation that concerned me, but going to the office, the act of going to the office itself does not concern me. Except for the fact that I'm unprepared to go back because all of the office clothes I had when we got sent home in April 2020, all of those clothes no longer fit me. They're too big. And that's kind of where my story begins here. I have until June 6th to find new office clothes so that I can return to work, get trained, and then whatever happens from there. So over the weekend, we go to Macy's. And I went through the store. And this one thing that haunts me, every time I walk into a store to buy clothes, comes creeping back into my life. It, ho- it happens in many ways, in many scenarios. But it always plays out like this, where what I'm looking for is not available to me because they don't carry my size. And I'm telling you that in spite of being on the doorstep to having lost 150 pounds, over the weekend, I go through the exact same thing. Even though Macy's now sell a a waist size that I can fit in, I'm in the store and I might as well be in a pile of clothes. Not a single one of them is my size. Why? Because Macy's knows they only going to carry the clothing they sell the most of. And everything else, if you can't find it, we can order it for you which in itself is not a big deal, except if you want to be able to try it on to see if it's really what you need. It's going through piles and piles of pants, every different name brand you could possibly think of, and finding time after time after time, even though a 42-inch waist is sold in those pants, they don't have it in stock. And the anxiety of shopping for clothes all returns as if I was 460 pounds all over again. I might as well have been standing in a big and tall. At least I know the big and tall would have had my size. That's the one benefit of being in a big and tall is that you know you're walking out with it unless you're on the low end of big and tall. Because in a big and tall store, it's the exact opposite of a store like Macy's. They sell more of the bigger sizes, so their smaller sizes they don't carry. And guess what some of their smallest sizes are? 42, 44, and they barely carry them in the store. So here I sit in the direct middle of being able to shop at Macy's, being able to shop at a big and tall store, and neither of them having the size in stock. The feeling is the same. I understand your, the way you're looking at this is like, oh, this is a good problem to have. No, it's not. A, it's the same problem. Just looked at from multiple directions. You could find the silver lining in anything, so I'm not here to find the silver lining. Silver lining people will find something to smile about in every God-given situation. That's not what I hear. What I'm here to tell you is about the truth of the situation. The truth of the situation was I was stuck in the middle and feeling the exact same feeling as if I was 
When I was 460 pounds in size 60 waist, I couldn't walk into a Macy's then for sure. I could walk into a big and tall. In the same token, here I am now. I'm supposed to be able to shop in a Macy's now. I'm supposed to be successful enough that I could shop in a place like this and walk out with stuff. At least that's how I felt when I walked into Macy's this weekend. I came out with nothing. I came out with nothing because they didn't have my size, because they don't sell enough of my size to care. And do I blame them? No, I don't blame them. If I was a business owner, I would carry what I sold most of too. That's the way business works. That's the way people make money. And this doesn't even just branch to the clothing industry. Problems are being caused by businesses everywhere. The one thing that makes me the most crazy is I feel like it triggers me now at this point. They have advertisements where somehow they are connecting health with beauty. The two have nothing to do with each other. And if they did, if you can prove to me that health and beauty are connected, essentially what you're telling me is there are no unhealthy people that are beautiful and there are no healthy people that are ugly. So if you could prove that to me, then I'll admit I'm wrong. Until that day, keep your mouth shut and listen. It's an illusion. Health and beauty do not belong together. They never did. They never will. Because you could be extremely beautiful and your arteries be so clogged you're ready to have a heart attack because it was hereditary. Cholesterol runs in your family. Whatever the problem. High blood pressure. There are plenty of thin people with health problems. And they may look more healthy But on the inside, they're not. It's a delusion. They're caught up in a lie that people who make billions of dollars make a lot of money making sure you chase the idea of feeling beautiful by buying this product, by buying that product, by buying these clothes. All of these things will make you feel beautiful. Instead of realizing you already are, and the one thing that you're not happy with is your health. And it has nothing to do with your beauty. In the same parking lot as Macy's is a men's warehouse. But not in the, a little bit down further. There's a men's warehouse. So I said, okay, fine. I'll go to men's warehouse and see what they got. I go into men's warehouse. A lady comes up to me. Can I help you? Sure. So when the lady comes up to me and asked me what I needed, I told her I needed some pants for work. And I told her that I was 42, 44, whatever. Now, I don't know if you know this about men's slacks. Men's dress slacks run completely different than men's casual pants, like jeans or khakis or whatever. They're completely different how they run. And just to give you an idea, when I was 
when I was 60 inch waist, I didn't have any dress pants. So it was, I was working at a place that didn't require it. I wore those cargo pants all the time with the big pockets on the legs and it was no big deal. When I was started to drop weight, I was at one time a 54 inch waist and I needed dress clothes and the dress pants were 60 inches. And as I further progressed, I was in a 48 inch waist and the dress clothes were a 54 inch waist. Now, this would have been the first time I'm shopping for dress clothes since then. I know I'm walking in to men's warehouse with a size 42 pants, casual pants on. And I know that based on my experience, the dress clothes are always bigger. But in my head, I said, I want a 42. She searched and searched and searched. There was one pair of pants she found that was 42. She also gave me one pair of pants that was 44. I went into the fitting room because I wanted to see if it fit. I put the pants on and I started with the 42. Because in my head, I did not want to buy the bigger size. I wanted to buy the size I was according to the clothes I was wearing. So I put on the 42. And as I'm, as I'm getting ready to put my first leg in and everything else, I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, no way, these aren't going to fit. And I said, I'm putting them on anyway. We'll see for sure. So I do everything I got to do and I button the pants and zip them up. They fit just right. Tight enough that I didn't need a belt, but loose enough that I could breathe. For the first time in my life, my waist size was the same in dress pants as it was for casual pants. And I was, I was floored in this moment. I could not believe it. And I had to see what I looked like. I had to know. So I come out of the dress room like, where's the mirror? Where's the mirror? And I go running to the mirror expecting to see some crap because I felt that the material was tight around my legs. It was snug. It was perfect around my waist, but tight around my legs because I, I guess everything's cut a little slim now. So I go running to where the mirror is and I step in front of the mirror and for the first time in my life, I didn't recognize the person in the mirror. My first inclination is, this isn't me. Who is this guy? And for the first time, I saw myself for the truth of the success I created. I mean, and you want to sound crazy and stupid right now, let me just tell you. my entire I can't even remember a time before ever in my life where my thighs didn't rub together. Okay? I can't remember ever seeing daylight between my legs from, the, from above the knee. From the knee down, yes. Above the knee, never. And as I'm staring in the mirror, the sunlight is coming in from behind me, and I could see it go all the way up. 
It was an experience I cannot describe to you because everything in the mind's eye still makes me see the fat guy that I used to be. And it was almost as if a breaking of the, I don't know, the invisible wall between who you were and who you are. Seeing myself for the success story that I was becoming. I felt like the future me, the version of me that I want to become, came out and winked at me that day and said, keep going. Keep going. You're almost there. You know, I never bought the pants. They were $100. And at the moment, as I stood there in the store, I couldn't justify spending the money. But here we am, days later, as I sit here talking to all of you, I haven't stopped thinking about them. It's like they're calling to me the way food used to call to me. I wish I could describe to you the feeling that this moment gave to me. You know, it was like a complete legitimization of all of the hard work I have been doing for the last three years. And all I need you to see more than anything else is this. There is no map to get to this moment. This moment cannot be created in any way. It cannot be manufactured in any way whatsoever. This moment found me because of my persistence, because of my hard work. There are zero shortcuts. There is no easy way out. There is only one way. And that way is to put in the work. That's it. There is no other way. There is only work. Those willing to do it and those unwilling to do it. But you need to know this. True, lasting change comes from within first. And it does not manifest on the outside for everyone else to see until much, much later. And it is for this reason that I tell you this the most. Just keep going at all costs. Never, ever quit. Never, ever give up. You keep going no matter what the circumstances tell you. Well, Don, that's easier said than done. I don't care. Everything, literally everything, is easier said than done. Cars, cell phones, computers, TVs, radios, the internet. You are literally surrounded by objects that somewhere, someplace, somebody said, well, that's easier said than done. But they still exist. You know why? Because someone else said, I don't care. Get it done at all costs. And you're surrounded by these things because people like that exist. That means you can be that way. 
Because in reality, it's as simple as this. Whatever you're trying to do has to be worth more than the struggle it will take to achieve it. Your life has to be worth more than the struggle it will take to achieve long-lasting health and longevity. Listen, only you can do this. You have the tools necessary. You have the skill. And if you don't have the knowledge yet, that's okay. Because you can always get the knowledge. Hey, listen, I learned by making mistakes and I still make them now. Three years in, I'm still making mistakes every day. Perfection is not required. Consistency is required. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.